Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Matt White, right here on SEN. It is good morning to you. Wednesday morning, March the 1st, in fact. So the first day of the month. And when it comes to firsts, you think of this man. First to the story, first to the bar, first to a freebie, first on a junket. If there's a first grade for Webbies, this man is captain, coach and chairman of Selectors. He's first up on the morning show today. He's the chief sports writer at the Sydney Morning Herald. It's Wednesdays with Andrew Webster. Do you know how much effort I put into that on a Wednesday Am I getting this every... This is the treatment I'm getting every week. Yeah. Yep. Wow. It's my job to lift you up at 9 o'clock on a Wednesday morning. Oh, no, morning. it was really good. It started this the first to the story. Yes. That's... that's yeah, it's been a few years since that's happened. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. I've, well, I've, I've slipped into I've slipped into chin stroking columnist hmm. these days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, no. But then it went downhill. No, it didn't. First to the bar. You're saying I'm a drunk? No, I'm I'm just throwing it out there. First to a freebie. I mean, hey. You're saying I'm I'm a sellout. First to a, a junket. A, a biggest a bigger sellout. There may be some truth to that. <laughs> and are you not captain, coach, and chairman of selectors when it comes to the first of Webby's? I am first of his name. <laughs> Gee, what a rap! Come on, mate. I give. I give a lot. Matthew, of thank you so that. much. You're you know welcome. what I'm going to do? I'm going to come up with my own for you next Wednesday. No, no, no. no it's my show. I started that oh, way. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Oh, here we go. It's my show. Do you know who I am? My show. That's yeah, right. Good as uh, last weekend. So when we spoke last Wednesday, uh, mm. we were heading into our last weekend before the NRL starts. One of those weird weekends. I was busy with motorsport. Double demerit weekend. Was it? That's what David Gallup calls it for uh, NRL players. Ah, okay. the night before, the, the, the night before, before, the night, the weekend before Christmas. So did you? You got to be careful. Did you lose any points last weekend? No, I was in cotton wool all weekend. Really? Yeah. You get everything done. I've, <laughs> I've got tens of thousands of words on a Bennett, a book on Wayne Bennett that is due allegedly in five weeks. Let me. So ask I was you chained this. to the laptop. You, Take that. It mental image however you want. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take the professional side out of it for just a sec because you're a footy fan. You love the game. It's testing my patience. Do you still get excited about the season ahead I'm, as you used to? Yes. I reckon because the cricket was so lopsided this year and I'm not a big bash guy, I was more – I was – the NFL obviously keeps you ticking along, but I was pining. I was pining for rugby league by about – early December. Yeah, so I'm very and I look I'm writing about this for the Sydney Morning Herald tomorrow. I'm actually I actually think the competition is far more open than people actually understand. So I think we're going to go through our top 8 later. Yeah. I found it really hard jamming everybody in. Professionally there's a fair bit about um you know the the start of this season and the fact that the NRL hasn't really had a campaign on their own, they've they've left their no season launch, but they've left it up to the broadcasters. And I've spoken about this over the course of the last week, and posed the question: Is it the end of the season launch? But do you think the game is doing enough to promote itself? Take the broadcasters out of it. Is the NRL doing enough to promote itself? I think it's been stagnated this year because of the ongoing CBA 
discussions. It's a bit hard when you've got a one of the partners, the playing group, not willing to participate in any marketing for the game, although they've been very open with the media and, and there's been plenty of media yeah. sessions this week and last week. There's been plenty of good stories coming out. So rugby league always gets on despite itself, you know? It always does. It doesn't have to... It, it doesn't really have to sell itself because people are just nat- so naturally invested in it as it is. But a nice little campaign would be good. Maybe yeah. t- I know they tried to bring back Tina a couple of years ago, but that didn't happen because of COVID. So, well, look, I, I think you're right. I think you know, league is league's going to stir its own pot. It's very good at doing that. But when I look at what's coming out of NRL headquarters, and and I understand that there's dramas with the CBA, and we'll touch on that in just a sec. But you don't need players to come up with a very cool. Um, buy-in kind of campaign to roll out the same one from n- last year. What are you going to do? Well, yeah, they live on. They've got enough uh, footage, enough bank of footage to go do Just it. Go, come up with something funky. They should to roll out the real unreal thing. Do you remember seeing the one? The, the NBA did an unbelievable one a couple of seasons ago where they had all those former and current players get with the, getting on the bus. Did you see that one no. from the NBA? It was unbelievable. Alex, our producer, Maestro, as we like to call him on mm. Friday. He um he's nodding in agreement. That was unbelievable. Mm. Why doesn't rugby league try something like that? That's what I'm asking. No, I'm with you. I said on this show last week. I agree that they need to get serious. Yeah, get funky. Run to get... real. Run towards real. I I don't get it. I don't but... get the unreal thing. No, it sounds like something you'd say in the eighties. Well, it's, oh, that it, is so unreal. You know what? It sounds like something. That's you'd so say unreal. It sounds mate. like something you'd say in 2022. It's now 2023. They said it last year, and they should move on. I don't think it worked last year. No, I agree with that. I'd right. call it NR Hell. Oi, there you go. <laughs> with a bit of Akadaka behind yeah. it. Um, some of the issues on the table this morning with Webby. Uh, are we any closer to getting Mitchell Moses signing news out of Parramatta? As we know, Luke Thompson will be out for about six months at least after an ankle injury yesterday. Fair bit of talk around the Dolphins' first team for their premiership debut and Anthony Milford not there. Uh, round one selections, we'll go through those. Your story that you broke the other day on the Roosters seeking some salary cap oh. relief for Angus Crichton. The CBA... Maybe I'm first of the news sometimes. Yes, yeah, CBA yeah. situation. Your top eight and your round one tips. So that's all on the table with Webby. And also coming up this morning, uh, well, cricket, Australia v India today. The third test in indoor gets underway this afternoon at 2.30. Full ball-by-ball coverage. What about the thriller in Wellington Yesterday, my regular listeners, we took you through the whole um, shenanigans yesterday. And when I went off air at midday, I was convinced that England were going to win. New Zealand won by one run. Holy hell. Just what a game. the second team in test history to win a match by a single run. I think there have been more than 2,500 test matches. And we're talking over a century and a half. And only twice now has it happened that a team has won by... Just the single run. Incredible. Stefan Schemmelt from the BBC will join me. Sean Bruce from the Sydney Kings will be our guest. And don't forget the captain's run too. So coming up after this show, Cameron Smith, Denning Kemp on today from midday with a special guest in Nico Hines. And that'll lead straight into our test coverage. All righty, Webby, let's dig on in. By the way, you can join the conversation 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Let's start with Mitchell Moses. Uh, any closer? The word, the street corner tip is that there could be an announcement today. Before 12 o'clock, hopefully. Why? Oh, well, oh, we so on, on, our, on our show. Yes. Our award-winning show. <laughs> yes. Soon to be award-winning show. Uh, look, it just seems like it's a, a, it's a fait accompli that he's going to sign and be a nice 
Philip for the club uh, before the season opener tomorrow night at uh, at Combank um, against the Storm. I think it was always going to happen. I think it says a lot though about where his priorities are because he is probably going to you know give up one hundred and fifty thousand to two hundred thousand a year to to stay at Parramatta. The offer from the Tigers they're talking was one point four one point five, which is a good chunk of change. I think that's exactly what they were trying to throw at Munster last year as well. So um, it's it must be that's that's a very very big contract to be to be knocking back. But it yeah. shows you where. Mitchell is in terms of his football, and I just, you know, I think I said it on the show last week. It's I think Parramatta and Mitchell Moses have gone so far down the track with each, each other; they've got to see it through. And if he wants to win a comp, he's more, he's better placed at uh, at Parramatta than the Tigers. So, I think it's I think it won't be a, a surprise, but it's a nice little. It's a nice little sting in the tail for the Eels on the eve of the season. Do you think it's a four-year deal or a five-year deal? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. All right. And do you mm. think that was the sticking point? I think it was part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mitchell has a, has is managed by his cousin Isaac, who is a one of the great closers, as they like to say in uh, in rugby management league. terms. Yeah, exactly. But I know some. I remember when because he, he was managing Tedesco when he went to the Roosters. Um, a few years ago, and I remember talking to the Roosters around those negotiations, and they went just got strung out right to the end. Um, and he, it was just a couple of extra dollars here, a few extra little conditions here. So, you know, Isaac's very good at getting the best for his uh, clients, and that's the case, I think, in this situation with uh, with Mitchell. I might be drawing a long bow, but does this deal coming to its end and therefore being signed in the next, let's just call it, the next 24 hours, does that signal to you that the CBA is therefore closer? Because this is a big deal to do when there's still some unknowns around employment conditions. Well, but or I, is it? That's all pretty well. That's that the, the cap's been established since December 23 last year. Yeah. Um, the smart agents with the big name clients would have had ratchet clauses in anyway. Um, so uh, it's not, yeah, I, I don't think that would have been a factor. As for the CBA, it's pretty much done. It's pretty much agreed to in principle. They're just sort of dotting the I's and crossing the T's. I've been joking with uh, with the NRL that can they put out like like when they elect a new pope? Yeah, the like white the, smoke. The white smoke. Yeah. Coming out of the top of that chimney thing on top of League Central. <laughs> I reckon that'd be that'd be fantastic. Think of the drama. Well, that'd be hey? great. They'd make do it with judiciaries. They yeah. could do it with. People getting sacked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there'd be there'd be a pollution alert coming out. Hey, if the, hey, hey! <laughs> just keep on, keep on coming. Anyway, out. we have not seen the white smoke yet coming from Moore Park, but when it does happen, you'll be the first to know. Okay, so the other question is, why didn't the West Tigers get him? If they threw that much money at him, if they threw everything they could at him, why haven't the West Tigers? And you could. said the premiership thing, and you said they go down the path with Parramatta Eels, but it shows that in this case, in this instance, money's not going to buy your time. At the West Tigers. Well, they didn't get the Munster. It didn't get them Latrell a few years ago. It's the the thing is with I think s- smart players are understanding the value that they're not in the game for much for a very long period of time. So they might as well, apart from getting the money, they want to win comps. You don't want to be one of those players that get through a a, a career without tasting finals football, let alone um, playing in a grand final or winning one. Um, what's Mitchell? Twenty seven. Yeah, I think so. Oh, he's still got twenty seven, you know, twenty eight. Yeah, but he's but he's coming right into his into his um his sweet spot in terms of a playmaker. This is when it's time to 
to really cash in. Um, could he do that at the Tigers? I know there's a nice – he's got mates there, and I know that's where he whoops. He's, mm. You know, he started his NRL career. But I think it says more about the than Parramatta than the Tigers. I think it's easy to bash up the poor old Tigers as a as a um, a inferior club, but I don't think that's that's fair all the time. All right. So Mitchell Moses signing news possibly as early as today, and we can expect him to stick around at the Parramatta Reels. The Bulldogs yesterday. I actually followed this one on Twitter. Is where I found out this information about Luke on the Thompson. Twittersphere. Yeah, on the Twittersphere. And I and I've got to say, I'll give absolutely. Is that credit. on the internet? Yes, on the intranet. Uh, absolute credit to the doggies for this. And Phil Gould was on the front foot with it. Yes, the well, stories, he does like to tweet. The stories are correct. Um, Luke Thompson's out, and then a further update saying six months. I mean, bang, there it is. No, no messing about about it. But it's a big loss for him, and that's a big chunk of the season. I've got the bulldogs sneaking into my eight. You found it, did you? You yeah, found room for them. Well. Not with any certainty. Yeah, I think that those that last eight, top that eighth. I reckon the the top seven sort themselves out. Really, they do. So I reckon there's so much uh, there's so much competition for that eighth position. But after Thompson, Thompson's a big blow. Mm. I don't know if he's worth the eight hundred thousand that he's on. I think that um, that's a signing from a former administration that just shows you how lopsided their cap has been and all the dramas that they've had with their cap. But he is still a quality footballer um, and it's going to hurt them not having him there for six months. Yeah, that's a big out. Uh, And some of the other news, we'll go through our round one selections and get your thoughts there because some interesting ins and outs. But what about what's happened at the Dolphins overnight? Anthony Milford dropped for game one. Wayne Bennett taking the unusual step for him and making a public statement about it. And Milford well and truly in the frame here for not turning up and not getting through preseason the way that they would like. The question is, why? They signed him. They know his history. They are in charge of preseason. And how can you get to a point where is this unexpected that Anthony Milford would be in the kind of um, shape, I guess, that he is and the Dolphins making big noises saying this is this going to set the standard of the club? I just question the whole thing behind it. Don't you know what you're going to get with Anthony Milford? Should they have been surprised? I think they had to. Get, they got him because they had to, and I don't think they. I, I certainly don't think. I think he's. I think he only signed a one year deal from memory. It's on. It's on. It's on that Dolphins uh, um, documentary. Docker. Yeah, there's actually really interesting interplay between Bennett and Sam Ayu, Milford's manager, and Milford himself about um, about signing him and basically. In the in those meetings, they talk about – Bennett talks to Milford about, you know, you've got to reach rock bottom in your career to, to climb again. Um, I think it sends a message more than anything. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I think it says – and, and like, I mean, it, if anyone's going to unlock the, um, the brilliance of Anthony Milford from 2015 when, you know, the, the Broncos under Bennett – made the grand final against the Cowboys, it's, it's Wayne. Mm. Um, but it just might take some time. Katoa was, you know, a, a superstar of the future. Yeah. So I reckon, the, and I reckon they saw more out of Katoa, obviously in the, in the, uh, in the preseason. And, and I think it sends a message to Milford that you're going to have to earn your spot. I think, I mean, it clearly they're showing that Katoa is their future. There's no doubt about that. And, and I totally understand that. What I, what sort of made me wince a bit, yesterday was 
Wayne coming out publicly and making those statements. He only says stuff when he knows. But it, that would how be a message to go. Milford, right? That so, would definitely be a message to Milford. Saying, mate, you haven't you haven't aimed up in training enough. Yeah. You can't put it all on the club. No. Someone's got to follow the player. Well, absolutely. They're not robots. No, absolutely. You're I mean, shouldn't fire shouldn't, up. Shouldn't Anthony Milford know his position? Did would he have to have waited till round one to have been told by Wayne Bennett that you're not in shape and it's That's time good. to competition competition for positions? That's what you want. A smack around the chops. Yeah, completely. To get you going. I just wonder why that hasn't been done How before. How dare you question the master coach? What do you mean <laughs> hasn't been done before? Well, I just wonder why on earth. I mean, how can you get to a stage where round one, you don't know who you've got a player. You've got a player there who is clearly hasn't put in the way that they want at preseason training. Who's got a history of this kind of essentially behaviour? And I'm not, I'm not, canning Anthony Milford here, but th- this is the fact of the matter. And they, they come up to the week of round one and decide at this stage of his career, after signing him, taking him through preseason, that they've got to send a message out to him saying, "What's your future?" I just don't know. I, I get the message part. I just don't know how you can wait that long for that, knowing what you've got. Sure. Where does that sit? Well, it's back on Milford. Yeah. Back on Milford. On Milford. I, obviously, uh, I've just got a text message here from Brent Reed saying I should s- stop sucking up to Wayne Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sucking up to Wayne Brent, Bennett, Brent. <laughs> Reedy, nice to hear you listening. Yeah, good. Nice to hear you listening. That's why he was so busy. Good work, Reedy, because I was watching him try to get the wheels going. Webby, I'm talking about here. Wheels in his head, but the wheels were spinning on your phone. Yeah, because I'm getting sledged by a yeah. colleague. Yeah. Hey, Reedy. I'm not sucking up to him. I just think that's, that, like... It, oh, this stuff happens all the time. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not stunned by it at all. It's a classic Bennett ploy, really, mm. playing mind games with Anthony Milford. Reedy, uh, you really want to get him going? Fire him up about uh, technology and the oh, Apple Mac situation. Yeah, he's he's come in all swinging this morning. I've got a theory. Yes. I want to put out to the listeners. Yep. I reckon all the geeks who got who got bullied in um, school. Yeah. Have uh, exacting revenge on society by making technology so. <laughs> Hard. Batshit crazy hard to navigate and get around. It's like, let's try and make this as complicated as possible. Right. But under the guise that it's as simple as possible, just to do everyone's head in. So there's some kid that's sitting with his cap on backwards that rode his electric skatey to Silicon Valley the other day. Yes. And thought, that Webster bloke, I'm going to sort him out. I'm going to make his phone, his Mac and his iMac as hard as I can. And in the middle of it, I'm going to throw a cloud at him. Yes. That's that's your way You know way what I thinking. said at home today, this morning? I said, I've spent $5,000 on computer equipment and phones, yeah. and none of it works. <laughs> Pretty sure all of it works. You just don't know how to work it. Okay, 0457 736. Okay. On the Anthony Milford of technology. 736 is the text. Or give us a call, one 1170